1: Moderator
2: for
1: tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You can't make your way to the range if you're still lost at sea. It's high noon! For Thursday, October seventh, twenty twenty one. Follow the podcast on the Telegram messenger app, t.me/slash. I'm your moderator, or join the discussion thread at t.me/slash. I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com, and the merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct to shop.spreadshirt.com/slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 260th day of Barack Obama's third term, as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You have saved the country. And you did it by God getting out there and voting a year ago. You haven't done anything since except complain online. And the country just continues to get worse. How did it happen? The country was already saved when the media announced Joe Biden was the winner last November 7th. And then it was saved again when the Electoral College voted. And they said Joe Biden was the winner, too. And then it was saved again when they staged a very real inauguration on January 20th. And then Joe Biden just was the new fake president and the country was saved. And here we are almost nine months later. And it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. It turns out that if you want to save a country. The worst people's hands to put the country into would be the people trying to destroy the country. Now, you're going to say, hey, that's pretty biased. The Democrat Communist Party does not wish to destroy the country. They just want to take it in a different direction. And to that, I say, can you please stop lying to me? (laughs) They do want to destroy the country. The plan is to destroy the country. Literally, it's to destroy the country. The Build Back Better plan, the Great Global Reset, global communism under the name of globalism, in fact, does destroy sovereign nations intentionally. That's literally the point of the plan. Okay? They don't want sovereign nations the elites just want to be able to move around the world easily wherever they want. They want convenient travel. They don't want to have to change over their currency. They don't care at all about being tracked because it's their peers tracking them. And they don't imagine that they are ever going to step out of line with what the elites in society ultimately want them to be doing because they think that they have input into those standards. They are, after all, Part of the ruling class, or they think that they are, and that is good enough. Because if you think that you're part of the ruling class, then the way to become actually part of the ruling class is to support the ruling class until they realize your innate value and they say, hey, you know what? That person needs a little more authority in the ruling class. And then there you are. Congratulations, Kami. But the thing is, It's not just about the global reset. That's not the only destruction of this country that these people are orchestrating. They've been doing this for decades to usher in global communism. And that was before the Great Reset was ever conceived. These notions have been around for a long time. And the thing is, there are people in this country and in the Democrat Communist Party and obviously some Obamis and Romneys out there, who want to destroy this country and don't even understand what global communism is, and they don't understand what the ultimate goal is. They have just been brainwashed and convinced that this country Actually is evil, and they say it all the time, and that 's how you can know when I am saying that the Democrat Communist Party actually does want to destroy this country, and global communists actually do want to destroy this country it's not a biased spin on things it's not that the two sides have slightly different versions of ways to destroy the country it's literally one side talks constantly about how the country must be destroyed because it's evil and it's racist and capitalism is exploitative and we go around being the world's police and taking over other countries and blah, 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 blah. We've all gotten that since we were children. That is what we have been educated and trained and coerced into believing. There is actually a portion of this country that wants to see America dismantled because they don't believe in what America stands for. And they don't truly even know what America stands for. They think America stands for uh, selfishness and narcissism and violence and ignorance. And they fail to realize that that's them. That is them. We are talking about a group of people that really don't know anything about what's happening right now. They cannot even have an educated conversation about what's happening right now. None of their ideas even connect with reality. We're talking about people who still believe that masks work, for instance, or as recent surveys have shown that something like 40 percent of Democrats think that half the people who, di- who get covid end up in the hospital when it's really one percent. And some people try to pretend it's 1 to 5%, but it's not 1 to 5%. Okay. 5% is one out of every 20 people who get COVID end up in the hospital. That is not even close to true. And the only reason the statistics even show that is because so many of the people who got COVID got it in the hospital, in nursing homes. Or they were tested for COVID after being hospitalized for something else, which I guess is kind of the same thing, but you understand what I'm saying. These are people that don't know absolutely anything about the world. They want all of the control and they think they deserve all of the control. So they have managed in some sense to seize the control and now we see what they're doing with it. But when there are accusations flying around about this group wants to tear down our democracy or these people are domestic extremists or domestic terrorists That want to destroy our country. Perhaps it's worth having a look at which group of people regularly discusses wanting to destroy the country and actually builds their movement off of tearing down traditional American society to make it more like the countries in the world that they think are better examples closer to their idea of utopia. And just as an aside, it turns out that Sweden and Finland and Denmark, you know, those largely homogenous white cultures in Europe that they always point to as very successful societies, all of them have paused the vaccines, the Moderna one, and I think one of them even paused Pfizer because of the damage that they are doing to young people. But that's just an aside. I don't want to get distracted with that. And let me just say, okay, if you don't want to destroy American society, but you voted for Joe Biden, which is absolutely voting to destroy American society, and you are regretting that, you're having a bit of buyer's remorse. You have realized that you were fooled, tricked, brainwashed, coerced, whatever it was. That's what made you vote for Joe Biden. Now you're regretting that, and you're like, Good Lord, what have I done? Then all you have to do is just make amends with all the people around you who you were awful to and simply let go of all of those stupid and evil communist ideas and simply migrate back to America, where we will all receive you with open arms and say, Hey, welcome back to this American project. Let's find a successful future together. Won't it be lovely, commies? Won't it be lovely? And with that, I would love to extend a warm Thursday, high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies! I'm so happy that you could join us. I really am happy that you're here. And I'll be even happier if you stick around for the rest of this episode, and then tomorrow, and then next week, and maybe a little bit of the week after. By then, you'll be American again. And all you're going to have to do is bear with me a little bit as I employ some light mocking and ridicule uh, that drives right to the heart of your most deeply held beliefs, what I want you to realize during that process is that you don't actually have any deeply held beliefs. And at first, you're gonna bristle. You're gonna think, well, that's not true. I believe all these things so very deeply. And the truth is you don't. And when you get down to it, when you look at it, when you really examine where your head and your heart and your gut actually are you'll find out that none of those things that you pretend to believe publicly about politics and culture none of them are true you don't believe them you really really don't and the knowledge of that is extremely freeing because you can instantly let all of those ideas go and that is a great feeling because trust me These ideas are not serving you. Now, let's talk about who the greatest threat in the country actually is. And I am going to propose, for the sake of conversation and for the sake of this thought experiment, just for a second, that it is not the Democrat Communist Party that is the greatest threat. No, it is the Romneys, otherwise known as rhinos otherwise known as republican communists otherwise known as establishment republicans sometimes they are referred to as GOPE the little e like big GOP and little e now why are they the most dangerous the reason they're the most dangerous is because they are doing every single thing the democrat communist party is doing but they are very crafty, and they are trying to hide it. So yesterday, Mitch McConnell snatched defeat from the jaws of victory and let the Democrats off the hook for the next two months regarding the debt ceiling, which makes it more possible and more likely that they will pass their ridiculous communist spending plans and drive the country into a permanent debt that cannot be escaped from. And you got to understand that the debt that we are in cannot be paid down and escaped from, okay? It is a path toward being taken over or perhaps it is a path to war because these are the sorts of things that happen when you can't pay off the money that you owe. It's also an invitation to keep expanding the power of these people who are entrenched power on the backs of people with no power, pretending to have their consent. All right. Mitch McConnell caves offers Democrats short term debt fix amid standoff. This is from Breitbart in the afternoon yesterday. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell on Wednesday told Democrats he would allow an emergency debt limit extension into December, edging back from a perilous standoff by offering a potential path to avoid a federal default. A procedural vote on legislation that would suspend the debt limit for two years was abruptly delayed and the Senate recessed so lawmakers could discuss next steps. This will moot Democrats excuses about the time crunch they created and give the unified Democratic government. More than enough time to pass standalone debt limit legislation through reconciliation, McConnell said. It will also allow Republicans to avoid the blame they would have gotten from some quarters for blocking a vote on the larger or on the longer extension. Now, what are these quarters? The quarters, as this Breitbart article refers to them, are the mainstream media and Democrat communists. There's no one else that wants this done. You can look at Joe Biden's polling numbers. Who out there is on board with the Democrat communist agenda, the global communist agenda? People are beginning to see what this actually is, and they are rejecting it in full. The people do not want this. The Republicans who would have held this up would be lauded in the corners of people that vote for them. But they took a pass on that. Earlier Wednesday, President Joe Biden enlisted top business leaders to push for immediately suspending the debt limit, saying the approaching October 18th deadlines created the risk of a historic default that would be like a meteor that could crush the economy and financial markets. At a White House event, the president shamed Republican senators for threatening to filibuster any suspension of the $28.4 trillion cap on the government's borrowing authority. He leaned into the credibility of corporate America, a group that has traditionally been aligned with the GOP on tax and regulatory issues, to drive home his point as the heads of Citi, JPMorgan Chase and Nasdaq gathered in person and virtually to say the debt limit must be lifted. It's not right. And it's dangerous, Biden said, of the resistance by Senate Republicans. So let's end this mess and vote today. All right. You can read the rest of that article if you like. But that's kind of the summary of what has happened. And isn't it notable that these business leaders who are, quote unquote, usually aligned with the GOP are suddenly all on board with the fake president's agenda, the fake president that none of the country now supports. Seriously, like 32% of independents in that Quinnipiac poll. Quinnipiac is a liberal polling group. They have him at 34% approval with 53% disapproval. And the strong disapproval numbers are out of control as well. But only 4% of Republicans approve and only 32% of independents re- uh, uh, approve. He's got 80% of Democrats. Okay. So he has almost zero Republicans on his side and only three out of 10 independents on his side. And yet, our representatives in Congress are doing Joe Biden's bidding. So the question becomes, Why? Okay. And let's hear Mitch McConnell's own justification for this. And by the way, I don't expect it will be sufficient at all. It is not sufficient. It is not anywhere close to sufficient, but let's give him the opportunity to explain exactly why he has done what he's done when no one besides people like Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden wanted him to do it.
2: Republican and Democratic members and staff negotiated through the night in good faith. The Senate is moving toward the plan I laid out yesterday to spare the American
1: people a manufactured crisis. Okay, so let's start there. They negotiated through the night in good faith. Both sides, the Republicans and the Democrats, negotiated through the night in good faith. We are supposed to take from that that the two sides in this debate are Democrat and Republican. We are supposed to understand that Mitch worked very, very hard against all odds and that he negotiated in good faith, not only for himself, but for the good of the American people, because the American people would have been the ones who suffered if they didn't increase the debt limit, except for the fact that that isn't true at all. And this is one of those times where it's really important to remember when these sorts of people are telling you about some great disaster that is going to come unless you give them their way, that that bad thing already happened, okay? That bad thing has been happening now For at least 18 months through all the COVID nonsense, but for years, they are continuing to harm the American people whenever they need to expand their power and whenever they need to put the next part of their agenda in place. Now, the two sides are not Democrat and Republican. Okay. Talking about this as though two sides are represented by Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, is already setting up a false narrative. The two sides, the two sides in actual competition, are the people that do not want to increase the debt ceiling and people that do want to increase the debt ceiling. Mitch McConnell has given no indication whatsoever at any point in the history of Mitch McConnell, that he has a problem with increasing the debt ceiling. Mitch McConnell only likes to manipulate the narrative around the conversation so that he can extract more power for himself. So if you understand Mitch McConnell's actual motivations, then what happened will be understood not as a negotiation, But as a capitulation where Mitch McConnell has ridden out his part of the narrative for long enough, and then he just says, yeah, all right, let's go ahead. It's the next move. What about Mitch McConnell has ever made it seem like he's not interested in expanding the debt ceiling, lifting the debt ceiling every time the discussion comes around? To believe anything he's saying, you would already have to believe that us bumping up against the debt ceiling would be the end of society. But there's no reason to believe that. It turns out Mitch is just on the same side as the people he's supposedly negotiating against. It's actually insulting that he's pretending to have done this for the American people, as if Mitch knows so much more about this and the american people are all ignorant they need mitch mcconnell's protection
2: all year the democratic government has made unprecedented and repeated use of reconciliation to pass radical policies on party-line votes so back in july republicans informed our colleagues they would need to pursue any long-term increase in the debt ceiling through the same process, the president, the speaker, and the Democratic leader had three months' notice to do their jobs, but for two and a half months, the Democratic leaders did nothing and then complained that they were actually short on time. The majority didn't have a plan to prevent default, so we stepped forward
1: they had three months to do the job the Democrats did, but they didn't do anything. So we stepped forward. Now, the United States does have money coming in through taxes, and it can use that money to pay off the interest on the national debt and the rest of its needs so that it does not default. That is just a false narrative already that we would default if the debt ceiling is not increased. What they would have to do is cut down all of the other nonsense that the government spends all its money on. But then the government would start to be dismantled and we would realize that the government, as it stands right now, is not necessary at all and was never supposed to be like this. And then what would they do? See, that's what they're actually avoiding. If they were, in fact, in competition, Mitch McConnell would have used his leverage to make things better for the country. And instead, he simply capitulated. They did Didn't do anything with the three month warning we gave them. So now we're going to give them another two month warning. And we're doing this because, man, they would have destroyed the filibuster. Except there's also not really any indication that they would have destroyed the filibuster. Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema have already said before that they didn't want to destroy the filibuster. And because I've been on the sports analogy thing lately. Let's use another one. This would be like, let's let's go to basketball again, okay? So we're up 10. There's a minute left. The other team scores nine points and the clock runs out. And instead of saying, yes, we won. Let's celebrate. You say, you know what? Let's put another minute back on the clock and we'll see if they can catch up with an extra minute. They were going along so well. They had all the momentum. It seemed like they were the rightful winners. Let's put another minute on there and then we'll see if they can beat us. They didn't do anything in three months, so we better give them another two months.
2: The pathway our Democratic colleagues have accepted will spare the American people any near-term crisis.
1: That the Democrats have accepted the Democrats got a version of exactly what they wanted. Maybe they didn't get the full thing because Mitch is going to wait till December when people are distracted with the holidays to do that. But they got pretty much exactly what they wanted. What part of that did they have to begrudgingly accept?
2: while definitively resolving the majority's excuse that they lacked time to address the debt limit through the 304 reconciliation process. Now, there'll be no question they'll have plenty of time. Or, if our colleagues would instead prefer a more traditional bipartisan discussion around basic governance, they can stop trying to ram through yet another reckless taxing and spending spree that would hurt families and help China. That would be the path toward that kind of
1: discussion. Now, let's say we're going to take Mitch at his word that he actually thinks this is a step toward a more unified and bipartisan future where the Democrats don't just try to extract every bit of everything from the country, from the Congress, from the Senate. A, why would he think that there's any chance? That's correct. That is at best stupid, right? If he was honest, he would at best be naive. But the truth is he just gave the game away. So what in the world would be the incentive for the other side to start making concessions? There is no argument for making concessions on the other side when they know that Mitch McConnell will ultimately give the game away. And so will a bunch of his co-conspirators and collaborators in the Republican side of the Senate. The Romneys, for instance, like Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Ben Sass, you know the type. And so if the Democrat Communist Party, on behalf of the global communist movement, knows that they will ultimately always get their way because this group of rhinos will always ultimately back down, then this situation isn't in the sort of flux we imagine it to be. It's not the way the media projects it at all. It's just playing out in front of our eyes for the show to convince us that they are actually are two sides the way they describe them that there are Republicans and Democrats out there that are battling about different political needs. And sometimes one side comes out ahead. Sometimes the other side comes out ahead. And it's all about what the American people want. That's what we're told. That's what the show says. You can look at this happening in real time in other ways yesterday as well. They sent like 11 Republican governors uh, down to the border. Which governors are these? Are they doing anything? No. The media was down there. The full mainstream media was down there at the border to show these very important, very patriotic Republicans shedding some light on the border crisis. And that crisis, by the way, is one that has already allowed like a million and a half illegal immigrants into our country. All right. More people than populate a bunch of different states in America have come on into the country and it has not been stopped, not by Republican governors and not by anyone else. Greg Abbott of Texas, of course, is the host of that little press conference. But Greg Abbott hasn't done anything to stop the illegal the, uh, illegal immigration over Texas's border. He's talked about it a lot, though. We need to stop talking about everything as if there are Republicans and Democrats, okay? There are only people in favor of global communism and people in favor of America. Now, obviously, the people in favor of America are almost exclusively on the Republican side. But that doesn't make Republicans the good side. It makes people in favor of America the good side. Okay, the other side is people in favor of global communism, many of whom are Republicans, either traditional establishment Republicans or literally. Democrats who ran as Republicans and won and now serve as Republicans, even though they're Democrats. And of course, you're talking about people like, you know, Brad Raffensperger, as I mentioned the other day, would it be shocking to anyone if you found out that Adam Kinzinger, for instance, was just a Democrat and was run as a Republican by a PR company? Now, I don't know if that's true. Just trying to make that clear. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. There are political PR agencies set up all around the country that find candidates, turn them into Republican candidates, and then win them elections so that it looks like there is some sort of even mix between Republicans and Democrats. But the truth is it's all just people in the uniparty, the global communist party. These people are the problem. And so I want to talk about this a little more because I think that we need to get focused on this. Because right now, what is stopping the election fraud from being fully known and fully prosecuted are people with R's next to their name. Of course, the Democrats are going to be obstinate. We're not going to get help from the Democrat Communist Party on ridding the country of election fraud, even though they talked about it ad nauseum after Donald Trump won in 2016. But the Romneys are ultimately the enemy. The redeemable communists, by the way, are not my enemy. I have tried to make that absolutely abundantly clear. I know that it is a grievous moral error to have voted for Joe Biden, to have supported all of these communist causes like Black Lives Matter, like open borders, like socialism, like critical race theory, justifying and rationalizing the riots last year, what Antifa does, pretending that there's no election fraud. All of that is a grievous moral error, all right? And I think that I've also spent considerable time trying to figure out what exactly is driving all of those people into that grievous moral error, because these people don't imagine themselves as communists and they don't imagine themselves as bad people, even though they have empowered world historic evil to take power, okay? That is a cost they will have to bear for the rest of their lives. But that doesn't mean that they are our enemy. They made a mistake. They made a mistake that they can make up for or work to make up for. And that's why I talk about them so much. Those are the people I want to have realize what they have done. Because those are the people that will come back to the range. They will migrate back to America and they will help us in the future. We want those people back on board, and our cause will be stronger and better when we can convince them. The legitimate commies, Obamies, and Romneys, though, those are the enemy. Those are the people who want global communism to take hold in our society, but among them Rhinos may very well be the most dangerous to what we are trying to accomplish. They're attempting to look like they're sinking the Democrats while they're actually propping up the uniparty because the ultimate goal is to take out MAGA. OK, they can go out there and talk all they want about how bad Joe Biden is as president. How bad his plans are for the economy, how bad his plans are for immigration. And when you see things like Fox News having Brett Baer host the former immigration official, Rodney Scott, to talk about what Joe Biden has done to leave our country vulnerable. What you're seeing isn't a pure principled takedown of Joe Biden. It is a move in the narrative. It is a narrative shift. It will bring some people a little bit more to the right while still remaining totally attached to the central narrative, because the things that will take you away from the central narrative are admitting the real truths the ones that the people Who adhere to the central narrative do not want to admit. And those are the ones that I talk about every day. Like, masks don't work. COVID isn't that deadly. Lockdowns were one of the greatest moral, scientific, and political errors in the history of man. In fact, the UN just released a report that the lockdowns have pushed another 150 million people into starvation. But no one's on the news talking about that. No one's on the news talking about how the vaccines don't work and in fact are dangerous. We get some of that around the edges. Tucker Carlson ventures in there every now and then just to touch it. Just has a little touch. Then he runs away. Oh, my God. Oh, I touched the electric fence. I got lightly zapped. It was like putting my tongue on a nine volt battery. I don't want to do that again. And yesterday was the first time that anyone on Fox News has talked about the Arizona audit being legitimate and showing election fraud. Yesterday, Jesse Waters talked about it for like 15 seconds. The priority, though, is adherence to the central narrative. The rhinos are allowing the Democrats to hold on for life, okay? If they were actually an adversarial party, right? If this was Republicans and Democrats, the Republicans could have already crushed the Democrat Party forever. All right. And ultimately, I still think that's going to happen. It won't be the Republicans crushing them. It'll be MAGA crushing them. And it will happen and they will be crushed forever. But that could have already happened if the Republicans were actually an adversarial party. Joe Biden did not get 81 million real legal American votes No one believes that he did, except for perhaps Joe Biden, because he doesn't know anything. I mean, he's not there at all. And everybody knows that. But the Republican Party at large could easily prove that, could easily prove it and just take out Joe Biden, take out all his co-conspirators. They could do that if they wanted to win, if the Republican Party The GOP establishment, if they wanted to govern the country in perpetuity, if they wanted to preserve the American order for another 200 years, all they would have to do is expose the crime that each and every one of them knows about. So why don't they? And the answer is they participate in that crime and they benefit from that crime. And ultimately what they want is to dispose of Trump and dispose of MAGA. If there are actual patriots who do not want to see America lose its sovereignty, who do not want to bow down to the global communist order, well, then that's the part that causes them a problem. The Republicans in office right now, aided by the mainstream media, are the only way that Joe Biden is still president, fake president. They are trying to pretend that they can focus on 2022 and they give a little credence every now and then to working on election integrity. They'll tell us all the things that we want to hear. They'll give us just enough to feel like they're doing something because the truth is all they have to do is make sure that MAGA doesn't defeat them in their primary. All right. They are doing favors right now for the Uniparty. Corruption and compromise. That is what it's all about. The horse trading, the negotiation, the adversarial conversations that extend until late in the night are all about deals being made with the uniparty, with global communism. Because a lot of these Republicans that we see who are prominently speaking out against the fake administration and the issues that matter but aren't really the main issues, those people, those people are going to be able to take more power for themselves, not for the party, not for the people, for themselves next fall. All they have to do is make it through primaries and make sure MAGA candidates don't win. And how do you do that? Well, a good way to do it would be to make sure that election fraud is not solved before the primaries because they plan to benefit from that election fraud. That election fraud will win them their races over MAGA candidates. If the Republicans in the establishment were not trying to defeat MAGA and were only trying to defeat Democrats, they would already be working on getting rid of the machines. They want the machines in place so that they can defeat MAGA in the primaries, at least enough. They need the people in the right positions. It doesn't matter if they have a D next to their name or an R next to their name. The Uniparty, the Global Communist Project, just needs enough of the right people in the right places so that actual American patriots cannot stop them. All right? That's the only dynamic that matters. And the primaries are critical for this because it is going to be the sort of thing where if establishment Republicans look tough enough on the right issues, there will be a believable narrative about why the establishment figures beat the MAGA candidates. The media will come up with whatever they need to do to convince the public that the American people are somehow just over Donald Trump and over MAGA and that what they really want is a return to normalcy a return to everything being calm. And, you know, they're totally happy with moderate Republicans. They just don't want MAGA. And yeah, you know, the Democrats tried to do all this very left wing stuff, and that was just too much for the people, too. That's what we will be told by the media. So these rhinos will beat MAGA in the primaries due to election fraud, and many of them will be allowed to win House and Senate seats in 2022, because that's what the narrative already says. We already know that the country has shifted away from the Democrat Communist Party. Joe Biden's ratings are in the tank. And whatever they say, whatever Quinnipiac says, propping him up at 38 percent, it's obviously far lower than that. Why would the uniparty care if Republican uniparty members were representing the uniparty rather than Democrat uniparty members. They don't care. All they care about is that uniparty members are in there making up the U.S. government. Because when uniparty members are in there making up the entirety of the U.S. government, then no one is there to stop the initiation of the Great Global Reset. No one is there to stop the final takeover of global communism. No one is there to stop us from being pushed further and further into debt that we will never be able to pay off, which only means that we will then be taken over by those people we are in debt to. We will have to do whatever they say, or there will be a war. That is the situation that we are headed toward. And the Uniparty is taking us there. They don't care if there's a D or an R next to the name. They are setting up a scenario now where MAGA's momentum is thwarted and MAGA doesn't take over the full Republican Party and MAGA doesn't win the 2022 election. What happens is that the Uniparty wins and that MAGA feels pacified. That is what they want. Keep the Uniparty in power. Pacify MAGA. Okay, they understand they're not ultimately going to be able to get rid of everything MAGA and win all those arguments. So they will let the border stay open for as long as they need and then call out Joe Biden for how bad he is at the border while also not stopping it. We will be given the illusion of people actually trying to work on our behalf when they are not working on our behalf. They will be more than happy to give the Republicans 50 seats in the House next fall if there is nothing that could ever possibly stop the Great Reset after that. They need the election apparatus in place until after the primaries. That is the entire point as I see it. And this is interesting because on the war room, when Bannon has potential Senate candidates from around the country, all of them to some degree go along with the MAGA agenda or they wouldn't be there. Right. They'll come on once. Maybe the war room posse, quote unquote, will react negatively to that candidate. And that candidate is toast. But there's a lot of them that have been coming on over and over again, Okay. In Ohio, they have Josh Mandel, who talks a big game and maybe backs it up. I'm not sure. They have Jane Timken, who seems like she might ultimately get Trump's endorsement. And they have J.D. Vance, who is quite obviously a Romney star in the making. This is the sort of person that the Uniparty will prop up. He has the background, you know, he's a small town guy, kind of was poor when he grew up and then he was in the Ivy Leagues and then he wrote a book that everybody loved that got turned into a movie and he was a Trump hater for this entire time. But now he's realized that maybe there are some points that MAGA got right So he's going to represent some MAGA issues, but he's going to be the more moderate, the more palatable version, the thing that everybody wanted Trump to be. J.D. Vance will fill that spot perfectly. Now, will he do what MAGA wants? Of course not. J.D. Vance is as uniparty as it gets. These are exactly the kind of people that they want to put in office next year. J.D. Vance is never going to step up and stop the advance of global communism. Because that's not what JD Vance is in it for. JD Vance is in it for JD Vance. JD Vance is a prime member of the party of false decorum. What he wants is to be impressive to people who he wants to impress. And let's remember the stories that we were told around the Afghanistan exit. We were all shown by both sides of the media that Joe Biden was very, very bad. And yet, Absolutely nothing has happened. Absolutely nothing has happened. Why? Who's been held accountable? In what way have Republicans gained ground on the Democrats in a real material way? Something that actually matters for the American people. Because of that disaster, absolutely nothing has happened. The media presented a few different angles to it. But all of them were more or less about trying to make us believe that it was good that Joe Biden left Afghanistan, but also now it's so dangerous that we need to go back into Afghanistan so that they can get all of the narrative points they want. Doesn't matter what the people think. It doesn't matter at all what is good for the American people. And so it should be clear that the mainstream media's priority is keeping the uniparty in power. The narrative can shift right. It can shift left as long as it adheres to the central narrative. And the central narrative is there to keep everyone on the right page. And the right page is whatever the uniparty wants, whatever the global communist project wants. Stay right there. Go a little right, go a little left, but ultimately stay right there. That's the chosen path. Stay on it. This entire project is that the rhinos are doing enough for us. They are hammering the Democrats so hard in the news. They're not doing anything in real life, but they are getting hammered. The Democrats are getting hammered in the news. So that means that the establishment Republicans are doing enough to satisfy MAGA. Therefore, MAGA should be pacified and MAGA should take their loss in stolen elections in the primaries and shut up and move on. And when the Republican part of the Uniparty takes power back in 2022, and we're all told that we should be happy. Well, then we're pacified again. And by then, it's not going to matter because the great reset will be in full swing. The only thing that matters is fixing 2020 and stopping the advance of global communism. That cannot be done by propping up rhinos. And it cannot be done by giving rhinos the benefit of the doubt when something like yesterday happens. Mitch McConnell is completely transparent. All of these people are completely exposed. You can see what they're doing. We cannot let them off the hook. These Republicans will just keep taking these media wins while they continue to give the country away. Initiating the global reset and keeping the George Soros election fraud apparatus in place, that's the only point of all of this. The Uniparty, the Democrats, they don't care that some rhinos are calling them out on social media or calling them out on television or in hearings. They don't care that Joe Biden is down in the polls. That doesn't matter. That is a show that is to trick us, the American people. And obviously, that trick always works on the commies. It's not supposed to work on us, right? We're the ones who have woken up to what this is. Let's see the whole picture, okay? I don't have a problem with Josh Hawley most of the time. I don't have a problem with Ted Cruz or Rand Paul most of the time. But have they gotten the job done? No. Are they out there talking about the right things every day? No. They are out there taking the easy issues and standing up to the unit party on the easy issues. Whenever the Uniparty party doesn't care what they do and will not punish them, then they're allowed to say whatever they want. But election fraud can't talk about that. Rand Paul couldn't even stand up and object to it in the Senate. Why? Oh, because he's he's so into the Constitution that he thought it would be wrong for him to do so. He could see the fraud in the other states, but it's not his state, so it's not his problem. Those are the kind of excuses we got. Is Rand Paul a good man? I don't know. Is Rand Paul doing better than most people when it comes to exposing Anthony Fauci? I guess. But to think that that's actually good enough is is Stockholm syndrome. He's still doing a bad job of exposing Anthony Fauci, him saying stuff to Anthony Fauci in a hearing a year after the rest of us know it is not impressive to me, and it cannot be impressive to us. Otherwise, we continue to accept this nonsense. I don't know if Rand Paul can get himself to a point that is actually helpful to the country, but so far he hasn't done it. There is nothing that these people would like more than to make sure MAGA can't take a big chunk of the elections next fall. And there is nothing they would like more after that than to figure out a way to make some Republican a big, big star so that they could somehow defeat Donald Trump. I don't think that can happen. Okay. Let me be clear about this. I don't think these people's plan will work. But what I want to make sure is that we all see what the plan is. We cannot go around pretending that all of these people are doing a good job when they're actually doing a bad job, they're just doing slightly better than the other people doing a bad job. That's not good. That's just Stockholm syndrome. We are conditioned to being treated awfully. So we accept it and we actually praise it when it's slightly less awful. Like, thank you for not hitting me as hard this time. That's where we are. I saw Lindsey Graham getting interviewed saying, oh, we blinked. It's our fault. We should be blamed. We blinked. We had the Democrats right where we wanted them, but we blinked. (laughs) Lindsey Graham, you know, does anyone believe that Lindsey Graham was standing up for the American people and arguing the side of the American people in the debt ceiling debate? Of course not. He just thought we should have gotten more concessions. Oh, the deal should have been a little bit more advantageous to us. But the us he's talking about is the Uniparty. He doesn't care about the deal being advantageous to us because it is zero percent advantageous to us. It is only good for the Uniparty. Lindsey Graham is just playing a role. He might as well be reading a script like Joe Biden does at the fake White House. And by the way, I don't know how this uh, fake White House, this fake room where Joe Biden does these meetings across the street at the Eisenhower office building. I don't know how that's just a thing now. Apparently, everybody's talking about it now. That thing's been around for a little bit. I mean, it doesn't look real at all. Trump's advisor, Stephen Miller, had a little thread about it yesterday where he was talking about how the reason that room is set up the way it's set up and the reason it's over there is because they are able to have a teleprompter in that setup that only Joe Biden can see. So the idea is that while he's talking to world leaders, for instance, or people who aren't at all world leaders and are just global communist chills that he has public meetings with, he actually looks like he is forming coherent thoughts and speaking naturally to them while his answers are being generated and fed to him through a teleprompter. I talked about this back when he was doing interviews during the campaign. All that he needs is a screen in front of him which is why the Zoom meetings, the Zoom interviews were always so advantageous because he could just look at that screen. I mean, if he has an iMessage window open, one of his aides can just be typing the answers into the computer and Joe Biden just says them. And honestly, does it seem like it's not just Jen Psaki doing that all the time? I wonder if there's an instance out there where Joe Biden is doing an event and Jen Psaki is also doing a different event. Like she's holding her press briefing and Joe Biden is out there talking to 12 people in front of a bulldozer. I wonder if those have ever happened at the same time. What's happening to us is a psychological operation, Okay, It is an information war. We're all familiar with those terms. By this point, it's not overstating it. It just is what's going on. And what they will do is continue to try to unite and divide us back and forth, in and out, right? Push and pull, always around the central narrative. Always around the central narrative. This is what I talk about with Fox News often. The central narrative goes right down the middle. Fox appeals to some people who are slightly right of the central narrative. They know that there's a certain demographic out there that doesn't like. Uh, subject A, B, C, D. And so they focus instead on subject WXYZ. And they give WXYZ to that, to those people. And on the other side, they give them A, B, C, D. And they try to divide along race or abortion or religion or the border or any of the other wedge issues as they're commonly referred to. But ultimately, the only thing that matters is keeping people connected to that central narrative. Don't allow them to stray from there. None of these people are talking about election fraud. None of these people are out there daily talking about how masks don't work and vaccines don't work and vaccines are dangerous and they should not and cannot be mandated. Where are the people who are out there trying to fight against these emergency orders that are still present in all of these states, allowing these governors to treat their citizens in illegal and unconstitutional ways? Where are those people? Where are the representatives who are actually going to the issues that should not and cannot be talked about in the party of false decorum? Who is out there fixing these problems? The answer is almost no one. And while virtually no one is supporting the side of the American people, we have the Democrat Communist Party on the other side setting up hearings like today in the Oversight Committee. They have a hearing about the Arizona Audit. And they are just trying to paint the audit as a fraud. If you watch the hearing, you can actually see that the Arizona audit is a serious project and that the people who were invited to testify at the hearing, aside from Ken Bennett, are complete and total liars and communists. You can actually see that. But no one's going to see it because the media will chop it up. They'll play some sound bites on the evening news and they will work to convince everyone that the Arizona audit was nonsense and now it's finally been exposed in Congress and we can all let it go to sleep. Their goals are completely transparent. And at this point, after yesterday, with what Mitch McConnell has done, the people on that side, the people in the uniparty, are more exposed than ever. We have gotten, we have found out about, I should say, Almost all of them. But it won't be all of them. Some of the controlled opposition is going to be allowed to remain in place because it is still effective as controlled opposition. It gives us the illusion that there are people who are fighting for us. Oh, those lovable losers. They're always fighting for us and just coming up short. Oh, Mitch had them, but ultimately he realized that it was so important for the American people to not hit the debt ceiling. And that's how it's going to be sold to us. And we'll be like, okay, well, yeah, you know, Mitch, he's just uh, he's he's good at getting us judges and we'll convince ourselves of some nonsense and then we'll move on. And that is exactly what they want. It's exactly what they want. We have to stop giving it to them. We got to start demanding that these rhinos actually do the job that they got voted into office to do. But they're not going to do that job which means we need to primary them and get them out. And as I said yesterday, it seems like that's what Donald Trump is doing in Texas. What I'm saying is that that project needs to be expanded massively because we should not trust any of these people. They need to get on board with the project like uh, Wendy Rogers project to have the election decertified. I don't fully trust Wendy Rogers. You know, she's making a name for herself off of all this. But I would like to think that she's doing it for the right reasons, and I would like to think that her method is going to be effective. I hope it will. But all of these people need to see all of this in its fullness and react to it properly, react to it seriously, not think that they can compromise, not think that they can work around the edges. What's in front of them is a global communist takeover of the United States. It is the end of the United States as a sovereign nation. It doesn't matter if the United States still has the label on it in the map. It matters if the United States is still the land of the free and the home of the brave. It matters that the United States is still a sovereign nation. The people who are the greatest threat to the United States remaining a sovereign nation right now, may well be the rhinos. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your dot dot com. And the merch site is cancel dot com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time. Out on the range.